the Just Plain Filthy podcast uses language that your mom probably wouldn't approve of, so, uh, go ask her if you can listen to it, and if she says no, get fucked. So, no head? Welcome to the Just Plain Filthy Podcast. I'm Casey Campbell. I'm TJ Vegas, and we're we're back, sort of. We're not back in the same room, but we're back. The original two, finally back after like a month or so of not doing the podcast together. Exactly. What the fuck, man? <laughs> no. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of stuff's been happening. I've been working a lot at my like real job, so. I haven't been able to be here. In fact, we're doing this at uh, 11 o'clock in the morning right now because uh, I was not able to get tonight off like I usually would be able to. Yeah, that's dumb as shit. They're just like, oh, every other Friday? I bet. Today is not a Friday, though. If it is a Friday, I said it's not a Friday. It's not a Friday. <laughs> um, you know, you yeah, we did... I did one episode by myself, which was was decent, and then I had Devin come in for the last episode, which was pretty good. We just topped a whole lot of shit, and now it's you and me, and we have some things to talk shit about. We got some big music festival things. You wanted to talk about something. We have a good amount of mu- um, questions to answer, and there's a lot of rumors and news in the world of wrestling, so we got a stacked show. I'm so excited, uh, specifically about wrestling, because I... We'll, we'll, we'll save it, we'll save it. Yeah, uh, we'll save it. What do you want to talk about <laughs> first, TJ? Um, I'm thinking we can possibly... Let's talk about some of the shows that are coming up and the music stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, right now, as... I don't know who gives a fuck... But, uh, it's not me. I just wanted to throw in there because I hate this band. Um, <laughs> Guns N' Roses just put out a new song. I, really? I don't know what it's called. I think it's like Absurd or something like that. Or Absurd, Obstruct, something with an A. Who and pe- gives people a are hyping it up. Roses. People are hyping it up and they're like, oh, Guns N' Roses still got it. Okay, yeah, but then you got like fucking Howard Stern on guitar. You got Mama Fratelli on the fucking vocals. And, like, it's the most cringiest bullshit. Like, you thought Molly Crew was still bad with the Shabadow! Wow! Kind of shit that they were doing. Like, Guns N' Roses lost it a long time ago. See, that's why I like. I mean, I like Molly Crew more than Guns N' Roses. Like. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm a huge detractor of any of that style of metal. I, I could never get into it. I mean, the same, but, like, Molly Crew is passable. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it that. They have a couple good songs. All the songs that Guns N' Roses put out it, are have, like, the third eye blind effect, where they sound like it's a nice song, and you don't read too far into it, but the moment you know what it's about, you're like, oh, this is a terrible song. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. A lot of 80s hair metal just makes you feel gross. Yeah. Uh, my mom is a huge fan of all of that stuff. She's like, oh, we went and saw Striper like three times and Van Halen a couple times. And uh, Kiss is our favorite band, though I absolutely love Kiss. Um, the, and Guns N' Roses is so good. And I'm I'm like, okay, yeah. And I'm just biting my tongue for like the first like 15 years of my life. Because even as a kid, I was like, this is shit. The, is your mom's name uh, Debbie, and has she just taken no. a role? No, my mom's name is Lynn. <laughs> she never had it all. <laughs> is your mom's name Debbie? Yeah, might as well be. <laughs> but uh, the new Guns N' Roses song, there's a lot of new music that come out, and for some reason the last couple of days, the most hype I've heard it's for Guns N' Roses. My like, y'all ain't talking about the new Sleep Waker. You ain't talking about a new Bro Job. Hell, I'll take the new Attila because the, like half of that album is fucking sick. Um, I'll I'll even take like 
any local stuff. There's I only hear shit about local stuff, and so many bands are putting stuff out. But y'all gonna be gassing up Guns N' Roses? Dude, really? <laughs> the world is crazy, and I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. <laughs> I'm tired of it. Just like listen to good music. Nobody listens yeah. to good music. I mean, uh, it's it's very subjective, but there's two shows that are coming up that, for what it what it is, I don't agree with all the bands, but the lineups are sick, and I think you can even agree with these. Um, with the recent passing of Joey Jordanson, a lot of attention has been brought to Slipknot. Of course. Like, they were huge... Years ago, they kind of revamped themselves with a new with a new additions to the lineup and a new look, and that kind of helped the ball keep rolling. But this year's Not Fest that they announced for Los Angeles might be the my favorite lineup I've seen for Not Fest. Oh yeah, it does it's, look uh, pretty fucking good. Wait. Yeah, uh, Not Fest Los Angeles, Slipknot, of course. Kill Switch Engage. Yo, okay. You that alone sense. is like take my money material. Um, Fever 333. Yes. Vended. I don't know who that is. Uh, Code Orange. Yes. And Bring Me the Horizon. Dude. That's, that's a great lineup. That's stacked. And it says for that, that Los Angeles date, there's a band called Cherry Bombs Ooh. that's also going to be on it. I don't know. All I think is that old song, like, Cherry Bomb! And I know that's not them because their name wasn't Cherry Bomb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't know. But that's pretty cool. I know there's a lot of other um, versions of this festival that's coming up. Uh, there's there's a couple dates throughout the U.S., I think. And they're, they're even doing a tour in the U.K. coming up. So who knows what insanity is going to be there. Ah, uh, I'm excited. I love me some Slipknot, and I love me some metal, and I love when, you know, good lineups come out of, come out of, you know, the metal scene. Yeah, and uh, this is one I feel you can really appreciate before mm -hmm. we reach the questions. Um, well, no, before we reach... The questions and your little thing you wanted to talk about. Because oh, yeah, I know right. the, the wrestling aspect of this is going to take a while. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> we're going to even it all out. Um, Fate for an Autopsy is doing a U.S. tour. Yo, okay. It's starting in the winter, and the lineup is ridiculous. I'm excited. What's the lineup? There's five, there's five bands on the lineup, not counting local acts for like their stops. Mm -hmm. um, it's Fit for an Autopsy, Great. Enterprise Earth. Nice. Ingested. Yo, okay. Signs of the Swarm. Okay. And here is the kicker. Here's what's going to make you want to buy a ticket. Great American Ghost. Yo, okay. Everybody's teeth can get kicked out of their mouth. That's that's it. It's done. It's over. Like, yeah, in uh, February 10th, they're coming to... Uh, yeah, February 10th, they're coming to Worcester at the Palladium. Yes. And then they're going to Hartford, Connecticut at Webster Underground the next day. So there's two shows that you could potentially go to with little to no problem. Exactly, you know. They, but they, their whole thing, they go from uh, Columbus, Ohio, to like Michigan, to Illinois, to Minnesota, all that in like upper mid uh, U.S. Uh, they're going over to California. They're kind of going around the outside, down south, and coming up north. Because then they go um, swing back up north, Pennsylvania, and then Worcester, Connecticut, New York, and that's it. There looks like there's uh, like 20-something dates on this tour. Jesus Christ. Um, that so that, makes me that's really a lineup. That makes me really happy. Uh, I got some some homies in that last band there, and I'm really glad that they're starting to pick up some steam because fucking deserve it. Hard work. Yeah. Hard work all around. Yeah, it's weird to know that, like, when they first started, I saw them in a basement show in Lowell, and not many people knew them. Like, the people that knew them loved them, but, yeah. like, for the most part, there was, like, 50 people crammed into this small little basement and maybe, like, a fourth of them knew who the band was. 
Oh, yeah. And now, now they're getting like a lot of hype all over the place, and everybody knows them. So it's it's, it's wild to see. It's weird to see. It's always weird to see. But uh, speaking of seeing things, yes, you had you recently saw a certain movie uh, that yeah. I potentially might be seeing soon. Yeah, uh, the Suicide Squad. I want to give a quick little review for that. Uh, I'm a huge no spoilers. Fan. No spoilers. I'm a huge fan of the comic book. Uh, James Gunn did what he does best. Like, this is a James Gunn movie. Like, uh, 10 out of 10, all the characters have something to do. There's no weird editing like there was in the last one. Um, it's full of heart. Like, you wouldn't expect it. It's really dark. But, like, it's one of those movies, it's just a classic. It makes me excited to to watch a movie i first thought i thought once it ended was like i love this movie i watched it with my brother yesterday and like uh joel kinnaman has a ton to do uh more than he did in the last one uh there's clips on clips it's funny it's charming margot robbie is amazing as harley quinn as always um it's honestly one of the best dc movies that has come out in a really long time and I kind of wish that they would have brought back old Harley Quinn, like Jester Harley Quinn for something. Because uh, that was my favorite Harley Quinn. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously with where we're at with the character, you're probably not going to get that. Uh, but if they ever do a retro thing about Batman and bring that in. Oh, that would be amazing. I'm, that would be sick. I would be amazed. That would be amazing. But I've always said that Harley Quinn is a better character when she's divorced from the Joker, so like, and yeah. that's that's this movie. It's fun. It's charming. It's uh, basically they just told James Gunn to write a script and shoot that script, and that's what he did. No next movie, you're gonna have her refer to somebody as Mister J, and you're gonna oh shit, here's the Joker. It's gonna pan up, and boom, Violent J from Insane Clown Posse. <laughs> That'd be amazing. That would be he's, gonna be like, he's gonna look at the other guy, cock his gun, and go, "What's up, my ninja?" And then that's and that's that's how the end movie is gonna that's end. The, that's the end of like, the movie. What are we getting? Insane clown posse as part of the DC universe? Yeah, no, no. But for me, nine out of ten. <laughs> so, solid nine out of ten. Go go watch uh, it. Go see it in theaters. Uh, HBO Max. Yeah, it's still not determined, but I might. It's looking like it. Yeah. Um. We have a couple questions. Some of them are serious. Some of them not. Yeah. Uh, but we have. I have one question I'm saving for after the uh, the break because that pertains to wrestling. This mm. first question pertains to wrestling, but it's just going to be us making fun of somebody, so it doesn't matter. Got it. Um, Mike from the Rapid Cycle and the Bands That Slap podcast, which happen every other Friday on Twitch. Whoa. Um, how many people? How many people work for JPF now? Because I've lost track of that. <laughs> I have no idea. We all have our little jobs and we stay in our lanes. I don't really know what the fuck's going on. Uh, <laughs> it's not an actual business, so it don't matter. Nobody's on payroll. <laughs> um, he asks. How much barbecue sauce do you think Jim Cornette puts on his burger before he lets someone bang his wife? Double barbecue sauce, double mayo, double cheese, double onion, motherfucker! JPF episode 108, Double Onion Motherfucker Part 2. <laughs> Electric oven. Uh, I, I wouldn't think of him as a barbecue sauce on a burger kind of guy. I think he's uh I think he's one of those gross motherfuckers that puts like blue cheese. Double cup. Oh, which which will also bring me to something else after this because I'm gonna do a small little tangent. That's um, fine. But yeah, because I was I was just thinking like how gross would blue cheese on a burger be? Because I fucking hate blue cheese. Put the McDonald's in my mouth while you dip down my white mother. Fucker. Which brings me to something I asked on Facebook last night and got some got some responses and I want to throw it out to you and I want to elaborate more on it for myself. Mm. Um, what is some food or food combinations that you like that your friends think are fucking gross? You're gonna hate me for this. Uh, 
But before I was a vegan, I was a huge proponent of dipping Doritos in Nutella. Oh my, uh, yeah. I'm not, I mean, I don't hate you. Like, I'm sure it's good. I don't know if I can technically have Nutella. It's, uh, no, you probably can't. But, like, so, but I know what it is, and I know, like, the essence of it. And it just, it's weird because I don't think of dipping Doritos in anything, like, sweet. It's delicious. I'll take your word for it. Those of you without a palate <laughs> needs to get on the cheese and chocolate train. Uh, my original thing says I'm a big fan of coleslaw. A lot of my friends hate coleslaw for some reason. I mean, same. Like, I love coleslaw. Um, and then I also said pickled beets. Pickled beets? That's weird. I grew up with it, and it kind of worked out to my favor, because mm -hmm. I was in a boys and girls club for a while, and we had this thing, like, for people our age group, like, from, like, 12 to, like, 16 or so, uh, we did this, like, food fear factory, mm -hmm. fear factor kind of thing, uh, where they would give us a bunch of gross food in, like, really bad, like, order that would, like, always end up with us throwing up or something. Mm -hmm. And first thing was, like, sardines and i was like i've never had sardine before but i'll have it and then the second thing was pickled beets and i was like yo i've trained for this moment my whole life and i started eating it and then after it was like pickled pig's feet no and i was like ugh, what and i tried it i was like okay it's not terrible and then it was like now we're having a pie eating contest no and yeah i won it because i grossed everybody out and they all gave up. I ended up not having a good stomach, and I puked. But I caught the puke in the pie tin. Nice. And then I continued to eat the pie. That's... And everyone else threw up and gave up. And I was like, well, I finished my food. I win. <laughs> and I got a gift card. But See, that's the that, thing. Like, coleslaw is a thing. Like, I think hating on coleslaw has become a meme, and you all need to stop because coleslaw is delicious. That's like, that's like, hating on coleslaw is like the people that say Nickelback is bad. Exactly. It's, it's not, they're not bad. It's like the genre of music and style that they do are bad, exactly. but they're catchy as fuck and they're super successful. So I'm they're not, not going, bad. I'm not going to lie. I used to listen to Nickelback. Get fucked, I think everybody. we all have. have. <laughs> <laughs> um, my well, my actual combination fun. thing is I used to put peanut butter on my burgers. Hmm. It wasn't bad. Especially the one time I fucked around and made a breakfast burger. I had, like, an actual burger, and I had bacon, but then I had, like, a fried egg on top, and I did peanut butter instead of my normal mayo and, like, ketchup. I used to put cheese and pickles in my beef ramen. Ooh. Uh, Andrew Buett, our buddy Triple M, says, peanut butter and cheese. Peanut butter and cheese. Ah! He's like, you can put it on bread, tortilla, hot dog bun, hamburger bun, or toast, and come up with any concoction your heart desires, and he likes it. Exactly. Like, fuck. Some shit is uh, just good. Like... This isn't too weird, but Onions says... Taco seasoning in sour cream is the best dip ever. That I can um, imagine. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah. I and make, Jake French just says he thinks cottage cheese is bomb. I make nacho ramen. Uh, so what I'll do is I'll make a bunch of ground beef, and I'll season that with a little bit of taco sauce, and then I'll make tortilla strips. And then what I'll do is I'll, I'll for the broth, ish i don't like a lot of broth in my ramen uh yeah, I mostly either. just noodles i'll drain the noodles and then i'll season them with taco sauce add cheese and the ground beef and the tortilla strips and there you go you have nacho ramen it tastes like fucking that doesn't taco. that don't sound too bad it's awesome it's amazing everybody calls me a fucking d disgusting for it I don't really eat that stuff anymore because I always find it, like, way too salty. And then I feel mm -hmm. gross after I eat it. But I can imagine, like, it would be really good. Well, I saw, like, usually I season all of my ramen myself. So, like, it's not too, too bad. Okay. Um, let's continue on with the food, I guess. Yes. Uh, my wife, Tanya, says, what are your top three chips? Now, they can be, I'm guessing, potato chips, corn chips, any of those types of chips. What are your top three? 
this is I'm a purveyor of like weird. If you want to go in order, flavors. like your least favorite to, of the three to the to the like the number one spot. Uh, we got taco and cheeseburger Doritos are tied. Missed them. Oh. Missed them. Uh, I've never had those. They're amazing. Um, and then you have chicken and waffle lays. Chicken and waffle lays, amazing. Uh, and then my number one would have to be the bacon mac and cheese lays. Damn. I like chips that taste like other food. Okay. That's my whole shit. Like, uh, I don't get to eat my... it as much anymore because now I don't eat meat or cheese, but it's great. Um, top three chips for me. Number three, good classic Cape Cod salt and vinegar. Ooh. It has to be Cape Cod because they the way they do their chips, it's like kettle cooked. So it's like nice and crunchy, but you get the crunch and you get that salt and vinegar flavor. You get that so, it, so it, much. But it's like the right amount of crunch. Exactly. I, I have grown to appreciate salt and vinegar chips. They're still not my favorite. Um, second up is the HERS brand ketchup chips. Yo, ketchup chips are fascinating. I, I, the fact that they're not more prevalent in the United States pisses me off. Listen, man, not everybody can be on the same level as Canada. Like, Yeah. Um, and number one, I, which I recently dis- discovered, thanks to World Market, um, Zaps Spicy Cajun Flavor Chips. Ooh, that sounds good. It's, it's supposed to mimic the flavors of, like, a crawfish boil, like, with the Cajun fla- flavors and stuff. But it's really good. It's, like, that right amount of, like, zestiness, but then also kind of has, like, a barbecue flavor. It's mm-hmm. kind of like uh, a slightly spicier version of, like, All Dressed. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's really, really good. Uh, I remember that the Asian market on Amherst Street, they used to have um, bento box chips, bento box lays. Ooh. And they were, Damn. they were really good. Um, um, they also had bok choy, I think. <laughs> uh, Brandon from the band Sub Rosa asks... What is your dream job? And I answered that last, um, the episode before last, but I only answered it as a way to transition to the bigger question at the end of the show. Exactly. So I didn't, I didn't give my honest opinion. I gave what my opinion would be in relating to the next question. So I'll let you go first, and I'll throw in mine after. Well, preferably... It has to be something I enjoy. And I enjoy speculating. I enjoy analyzing. So any sort of... Um, if I could get a job just, like, reviewing shit, like, send me to see a movie, even if it's bad. Like, pay me to give my opinion. No, you want to be a film critic? I could be a film critic. I, I don't know. I just like talking to people. I like engagement. So I want to be a microscope. Yeah, I want to be a microscope. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, like, nah, in terms of, like, realistic dream jobs, though, um, definitely, I, I want to be a chef. That's what I want to do. That's, I enjoy cooking, I enjoy the job I have now, even if it gets really stressful. But, like, I want I want to be a cook. That's what I want to do, and that's what I'm doing, so. Oh, okay. You can make a gourmet version of your nacho, uh, nacho ramen. It would be amazing. Second under that is comedian. And um, that's the main goal right now. And you recently returned. Yeah, I did recently go back to comedy. I uh, do comedy now. Uh, I'll be at Yankee Lanes in Manchester every Wednesday night for their open mic. show uh, is hosted by the ever-funny Michael Ballett. And you get some of the best uh, from the New Hampshire area that go there. Also, Strange Brew every Thursday night Uh they do open my comedy in the Laugh Attic. They're doing the main stage for now until they're able to get back upstairs. That's hosted by the very funny Ben Davis, who just had his birthday recently. Happy birthday, buddy. Um, Fuck your birthday. And uh, listen to his podcast, Muckville Radio. Very funny. He hosts that with Anthony Massa. Um, yeah, but it's great. Uh, I've... One of my favorite communities that I've ever been a part of is the New England comedy community. 
Nice. Yankee and, uh, Lanes, 8.30 every Wednesday. Strange Brew, 9.45 every... No, uh, Yankee Lanes is on Wednesday. Strange Brew is Thursday. Um, and my, my dream jobs, I think... It's a toss-up because my the main ones, the main two, have never changed for me. Mm. They've always been that. Um, I said the last time that I would like to be the guy who operates a uh, like a festival or a rolling like an ongoing event that does both wrestling and music. Yeah, like, that'd be amazing. Four, like four bands and like three matches a night for every time we do a show. That, that's, like, what I want. But overall, I've wanted to always be a professional wrestler or, like, a commentator or something in the in the world of wrestling. Damn. Or I've wanted to work with big cats. Oh, yes. You so, want to be you want to be that bitch Carol Baskin? <laughs> no, just kidding. Nah, I want to do that, but, like, you know, treat my employees and the animals with respect and not fucking harm them. Exactly. Pew, pew, shots fired. Um, next question, and will be the last question before we go on break. Ooh. What band or artist did you hate in your younger years, but you end up liking now, and you can't understand why you hated them so much? This might surprise everybody. Um, <laughs> when I was in middle school, I did not like My Chemical Romance. It wasn't until high school where I started to like them a lot. I liked, of course I liked the singles, but I like refused to like get on the hype train for anything. I was like so veverently just like, no, no, he's hot, but no. <laughs> and then like it sort of happened around my like soft, sophomore year of high school. I was just like started to get a little more, get a little more, because I didn't grow up with money, so I wasn't out buying CDs. I was yeah. just like, whatever I found on the internet was what I heard. So, that was one of those bands, it's just like, all throughout middle school, everybody would be like, my chemical romance, my chemical romance, I love, I love dudes, I like, I always liked the used, I always liked, I always liked Three Days Grace, and I still stand by that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, that was one of those bands where I did. I was almost really late to the party. Um, yeah, that's that's my secret. Uh, I used to um, hate my chemical romance. <laughs> for me, for me, I I can't pinpoint a band, but I can pinpoint like a certain genre of music. Because mm -hmm. um, growing up, like now, I listen to like a lot of acoustic and folky stuff, like mm -hmm. a lot. And I did not like that growing up because I would always listen to like whatever was on the radio as far as like Rock 101 went, or I would listen to Mudvayne or Call Back to Slipknot, mm -hmm. and I'd be like, I want to listen to that pansy hippie bullshit. I need music with some balls. And then, exactly. and then I just started like chilling out and vibing out, and I'm like, I like Bright Eyes, I love City and Color. I love fucking all these other bands in this genre, and that's the majority of what I listen to now. And then, I guess I know why, because I just said I, I was, like, ignorant as a kid, and I'm like, I need music, that's manly shit. But now it's, like, how the tables have turned, complete 180, and now it's, like, most of what I listen to. And I'm like, unnecessary breakdowns aren't as good. <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't know, that's growth. That's growth, man, like... Yeah. I'm starting to come back around to all the shit that, like, I stopped listening to because I was bullied for listening to it. So, yeah, like, shit, fucking, uh, there's a lineup coming up that's, like, The Last King and another band, but they're a band I really like, uh, and fucking Breaking Benjamin is headlining. <laughs> Like, Ew, what? So yeah, it's like hold on, fucking let me let me find the fucking thing. Yeah, look it up. Uh like God damn, because it's a really good lineup. I'm gonna be in the pit dry humping motherfuckers to Diary of Jane. <laughs> Fuck. That I don't mosh anymore, I'm too old, my bones hurt. Same. Like <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna start shit. hugging people and not letting go. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna have a fucking Bruno San Martino match in the pit. Oh my god, it'd be a bear hugging motherfuckers. Come on, load. Come on, do it. Uh oh, this might be a meme. Ah No, Breaking Benjamin, Memphis May Fire, and the Last King. Yo, what? Saturday, September eleventh. Never forget. Bank of New Hampshire Pavilion. Oh, oh shit. That's a big lineup for Bank of New Hampshire. Oh no, Bank of Hampshire New Pavilion. Okay, never mind. I was thinking the Bank of New Ham- the Bank of New Hampshire stage in Concord. And I was gonna be like, oh shit, that's that's a huge show for that. But no, the pavilion, yeah, that's that's a, that's a adequate. Like that's a that's a um, an amazing lineup. Like what the fuck? Like <laughs> Breaking Benjamin what's, Memphis what's Bayfire. What's up with New Hampshire having shows again? What? The, the fucking Memphis Bayfire, The Last King, and Breaking Benjamin. I love all three of those bands. <laughs> I, I've only listened to Breaking Benjamin like in their heyday. Yeah. I mean, but, like, once, like, the hype from, like, Diary of Jane and stuff like that all fizzled away, once they stopped being used for, like, uh, Raw vs. SmackDown games and stuff, I'd stop listening to them. See, so, I might still like them. I have no idea. There's one, they are one of those bands that are in that genre that are not really in that genre. They don't fall prey to the tropes. Like, the, the, the way Benjamin writes everything is not the way that stereotypical bands, like, they're still a fucking Kyle Punch Holes in the Wall band, but, like, they <laughs> yeah. they don't write their music that way. It's it's heavy. It's just how his voice sounds. Like, punching drywall into dust one by one. Yeah, exactly, but he's, <laughs> like, he, like, he doesn't seem like that kind of dude. That's just how he sings. Like, he, he writes heavier music but with like it's not like five finger death punch is ignorant and gross and breaking yeah, benjamin fuck five finger fruit punch breaking benjamin is introspective and they talk about mental health and they talk about all these other things and like i've been on the breaking benjamin train forever i saw them like a couple years ago and it was great but they were on the bill with like shine down and i didn't want to listen to shine down so <laughs> i don't blame you uh, so that's so, a great. That's a great lineup. I'm probably gonna go to that. Oh wait. Uh, <laughs> um. So yeah, with that, we're gonna go to our first musical break, and we're gonna come back with some wrestling talk and rumors and all that shit. Uh, this is our boys, Grave Huffer, with Let's Custom go. of the Sea. Where are we? Help me to recollect.
right, that was Grave Huffer. With Custom of the Sea. And we are Shout back. out to my boy Richie. Richie Randall from Grave Huffer Hell came yeah. in clutch this morning. I was like, hey, anybody have a band or songs that I can play on the podcast? Because I didn't plan that far ahead. And then they're like, hey, we put out a mu- some music back in the- earlier in the year, and you're welcome to any of it. You don't even need to ask. Full permission. I'm like, cool. Thanks, dude. Nice. <laughs> so I listened to their whole entire thing this morning, and I was like, this is my favorite song. We're using that. That song goes hard as fuck. Exactly. Uh, I love but now, to bring in back to the questions, our boy LAA asked a question, and it was too good for me not to pass up. It's, you can elaborate a lot on it. It's a good question. It's kind of a fantasy booking kind of thing. He says, if you could pick wrestlers from any company and era, what would be your ideal Royal Rumble? And though I was looking at it from a booker's standpoint, I don't want continuous debuts from outside places. So I threw some in there while still maintaining a lot of what the current roster is to my liking. Every time Luke Alexander asks us a question, it makes me have to think. I don't want to think. I don't want to do it. (laughs) That's why I tell you ahead of time. (laughs) Elaborate and figure it out. Um, but I don't, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Uh, I can go first. Uh, okay. So basically what I was going to do is I was going to do like 10 people from 90s slash 80s WCW, 10 people from 90s slash 80s WWF, and 10 people from 90s ECW. Hold on. Can we just pick a whole bunch of people that are dead and it's just like... 30 bodies in the middle of the ring and people are just watching a pile of bodies. That was the first thing I was going to do. I was like, I was going to do all dead people. And then I was like, do I even know 30 dead wrestlers? I probably do, but I didn't. It's, it if seemed, you're counting emotionally and, and brain-wise. It seemed kind of morbid, so I, was, I decided against it. So you would have, like, your Stone Colds and your The Rocks and your Sovio Vegas. In, like, the WWE corner, and then, like... You call him Sovio Vega? <laughs> Fucking newbie. Fuck you. Uh, even though you've been watching wrestling longer than I have. <laughs> Savio, whatever, fuck it. Uh, and then you would have, like, you know, your Nation of Dominations, fucking Ron Simmons and shit, like, APA, Bradshaw, The Brood. Get Gangrel in there, I don't give a fuck. Um... And then you would have that juxtaposed with, like, your Stings, your DDPs, your fucking, your fucking, your fucking, uh, the cats, uh, you fucking... When Casey goes full-on Massachusetts. You fucking, you fucking Scott Stein, Scott and Rick Steiners, you Steiner Brothers dude. Fucking uh, Scott Hall coming through the curtain holding the, the donkey's cup. Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, you could have them pull double duty. Have fucking Diesel and Razor show up after Scott and, and fucking Kevin get eliminated. It would be amazing. You could have Mick Foley come in from the ECW side. You can have him come in as Cactus Jack from WCW. And you can have him come in as Mankind from the WWF side. It would be amazing. It would be fucking amazing, dude. So, like, and, uh, for a winner... Let's 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 say it. Let's say uh, say you get you get you to your final three. Maybe it's like maybe it's like Sting, Taker, (laughs) and Foley. Foley wins. You just like went full on gimmick for that whole entire bit. (laughs) Exactly. Um. Okay. So. The thing with this is, if you know if you know what I post a lot on Twitter, you'll know exactly how this is going to end as soon as you hear how some of this is going. But overall, it's going to start off with Rey Mysterio and Apollo Cruz. Ooh! It's going to be a good opener for like the first like couple minutes. It's going to be like high flying back and forth. It's going to be reversals, reversals. Everyone's going to be like, oh, shit, these guys got each other, like, scouted. And then Sami Zayn's going to come out, but it's not going to be a Sami Zayn. It's also not going to be El Generico. 
Damn it. He's going to come out as Big Larry. Yo, okay. And he's going to just like have the microphone. He's going to say some wild, absurd, ignorant shit on the way down to the ring, which is going to catch both of their, uh, like, off guard. And then they're going to deal with him very swiftly. He's going to pull a Santino Morella and get knocked out in, like, like two seconds. Yes, I love it. Then they go back to their shit. Like, okay, now that that's out of the way, let's go back to see who the best man is. I'm going to go back at it. Ricochet comes out. Ricochet, Rey Mysterio, and Apollo Crews. So many falsies about elimination. Just high-flying heaven in that ring. But then Walter comes in. Walter looks at the sea of smaller guys in front of him and eliminates every one of them in, like, record time. And then just goes, okay, I'm going to wait in the corner until the next person comes in. He's the only one left in the, in the ring. Akira Tozawa comes in. He gets a couple shots in, but he gets eliminated. The waiting continues. Adam Cole comes in. Yo. And Adam Cole gets just enough offense to keep himself around until the next person comes in, which is Kevin Owens. Yes. Kevin Owens and Walter fight until the ring is full of indie guys and smaller guys from NXT, which will happen as Trey Baxter comes in, Dominic Mysterio comes in, yes. Joe Gacy comes in, yes. a returning S.A. Rios. Yes. Um, Bandito makes a surprise re- in um, debut in the Royal Rumble, and Bandito eliminates Kevin Owens. Yes. Um, Isaiah Swerve Scott comes in. There's a couple of eliminations throughout this, but I haven't picked who does what to who. Um, Matt Riddle comes in. R-Truth Whoa. comes in. And then, as we're, as we're doing some a song plays, nobody really knows what it is, Pat McAfee stands up from the announcer's booth and goes, Oh, that's me. Takes off his shirt. He has a, like an Under Armour shirt on. He's ready to go. Let's go. He hops in the ring. Pat McAfee is doing rather well. He gets a couple eliminations, but Jacob Fatu comes out. Yo, okay. Jacob Fatu cleans house. There's maybe one other person besides him and Walter. They start battling back and forth. Jonathan Gresham comes in. He's the smallest man in this fucking monstrous place. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura comes in. Yes. Uh... I don't know who's going to get eliminated. Um, Kofi Kingston comes in. Crowd goes pop. Uh, Cesaro comes in, and there's a hot spot <coughs> between Cesaro, <coughs> Fatu, and Walter. Yes. Um, Xavier Woods comes out. The crowd's excited. We, now we have two members of uh, New Day with these three other dudes. They're putting in the work. They're trying to keep themselves around. Sounds like a bunch Lance of people Storm. Would be making a lot of Lance money. Storm makes a comeback. I would love for uh, that. Big E comes in. Big E works the crowd and eliminates both Fatu and Cesaro. Oh, shit. Jeff Hardy comes out. Yes. Um, Around the ringside is uh, Rick Bouge, who is the guitar player for Shinsuke Nakamura. Rick Bouge gets brought in. Because his music plays... Well, the Shinsuke music plays again, and Rick Bouge is like, oh, I guess this is me. <laughs> uh, Kyle O'Reilly comes in. Yes. The room of people, Rick Bouge gets eliminated record time. Seth Rollins comes in as number 29. And then everyone's like, oh, shit, Seth Rollins can win this. Uh-uh-uh. Maven comes back. Ooh. Uh, everybody's eliminating everybody. Maven stays underneath the bottom rope, kind of pretending like he's not in the ring yet. That's just Big E and Walter left with Maven underneath the rope. Big E tries to eliminate Walter as Walter is the third person, the fourth person in the Royal Rumble, nice. and uh, he get he they both get almost thrown out. Maven runs up. Drop kicks Biggie in the back, sends both of them over the top. Maven wins the Royal Rumble. Yes. <laughs> I noticed the severe lack of naked Midian, but you know, overall, four out, four out, four out of five. It's a family show now, Casey. I can't have that. Listen, if Danhausen isn't going to make money, at least give me naked Midian. 
I was running this whole entire thing down to my wife last night, and she was just like, okay, okay, and as soon as I said Maven, she just kind of looks at me like, I know where this is going. And I'm like, and Maven comes in, and he drop kicks him, and he wins the Royal Rumble. She's like, I fucking knew it. It's doable. <laughs> See, that that's something that would never happen. But Book it, there's a couple things out there right now that could potentially happen. A lot of rumors. rumors. A lot of rumors that we feel rumors. strongly about. Rumors. Um, first, I want to say Malachi Black, dude. Yo, okay. Did you see his entrance? That looked dope as fuck. He comes out to the metal band Amenra. And has, like, a cloak and a new mask mm. and everything. Great entrance. Like, Ooh. that's the best entrance. It, it, like, Tommy N comes out here with the best entrances. Yeah. In the indies, in E, and now in AEW. So, meh. Uh, the match was rather back and forth. It was good storytelling. It was kind of like, you got offense, I'm going to shut you down. You get offense, I'm going to shut you down. Until the end where he really just, like, fucks up Cody... And then hits him with that kick. I don't know what what they call it now. I'm Might so still be fade to black. I have no idea. I'm so sorry, black mask. Because that's a good name for it. And you can't... I'm black mask. I'm still calling it black mask because you can't copyright that. Idiots. I mean, it's his clothing company name, too. Yeah, exactly. So, so it makes sense. Uh, he hits that, and he gets the one, two, three. And then Cody's like... Oh, I have I have failed you, everyone. I have failed you. Come look, my boots. They are in the ring. And it looks like he's about to do like retire. And then uh, Malachi Black out of nowhere finds a crutch and just beats the shit out of him. Yes. It was like you retire when I say you retire, bitch. <laughs> then you were. And that's how the show ends. Today. Oh, so good. It was a great show. And then you have Hangman Page ending his association with the Dark Order. Because we all know what's coming next. <laughs> don't say it. I don't want it to happen. It's gonna happen and it will I be a great tribute happen. for his friend. No. You're not gonna have somebody else leading the Dark Order. It's gonna put a damper on everything. It's gonna make the legacy of Brody mean nothing. No, it wouldn't. They're giving it to his friend. I don't, I don't like it. I mean, really, we don't know Brody, and Bray does. So we don't know. What would Brody want? I think Bray would know that better than us. WWBW. What would Brody Lee do? Brody Lee would tell Larry to get him a soda. Wild Wings from Buffalo, word. Yeah. Um, next we gotta address the rumors, which, they look like they're legit now. They look like they're legit, but it's one of those things of where the talk is real, but you'll only really be able to see it to believe it. The band Living um, Color follows Tony Khan and AEW now. I'm pretty sure it's a sure thing. <laughs> like, yeah. But, like, it, like it's... It's been, like, so much speculation for everything involving both of these men for so long that the only way I'm really going to be to believe it is when I'm watching the product and I see them. It's the final countdown. Because CM Punk and Brian Danielson, as we talked about last episode, are pretty much signs and have a plan. I'm excited. Whether they have a plan or not, I don't know, but they're they're rumored to be signs, and there's little like hints dropped here and there. I'm excited to watch the two of them kick each other in the face right at the same time. Yeah. What, what, I don't know if they're going to... I really hope they don't do the whole thing that WWE did when they first started and just put them as a tag team. Because that would be cool, but you wouldn't be able to showcase them properly. Exactly. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna do their own things. Like, I think uh, Punk is gonna do something with Darby and Sting because why would Punk not want to do something with Darby and Sting? Uh, Does that mean we get Danielson versus Omega? Danielson versus Omega would fucking slap. And I, I would like that more than Punk versus Omega. Honestly, that like honestly, 
Tony Khan has found a license to print money. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry. Like, the acquisitions that he is making, the the way he is wheeling and dealing is the exact opposite of Ted Turner in the 90s, and it's working. It's working. I don't give a fuck what anybody else says. I don't give a fuck what all you fucking marks say. This is Ted working, Tur and it's the, it's the best. It's the best. Ted Turner in the 90s is like, oh, you have all this talent? We're going to get Lex Luger. And nobody, like, everyone's like, what the fuck? Who gives a shit about Lex Luger? Ted Turner, and assert yourself. This is my talent. Great. Now let him have it. You can have it. You can it. have it. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I just, I mark out all the time for SpongeBob references. Oh, it's a um, great. But CM Punk is pretty much confirmed. They dropped some stuff there. Um, Brian Danielson. It's rumored, but we don't hear much about the hints dropped there. So it might not be anything that they have planned right away. It might exactly. be something like he signs, but we're keeping it in our back pocket until we have a plan for him. Punk is pretty much done deal because I think Darby said it last week. Like, yeah. I'm going to be in Chicago, and this is where people prove themselves, even if you're the best in the world. And the camera okay. pushed in. It, that's a confirmation to me. Darby's going to come yeah. out and talk some shit, and you're going to hear... But na 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 but na 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 Everyone's gonna lose their fucking minds. Even if you say you're not gonna lose your fucking mind, you're gonna lose your mind. Because it's the best fucking thing that's gonna happen ever in your fucking life. And don't you fucking lie to me and tell me that's not. <laughs> How funny would it be, though, if... And and just keep with me here. Don't don't take it for as I'm saying it. Because yeah. I know your, your, your mind's gonna jump to conclusions. What if Darby dished out that best-in-the-world gauntlet thing that he said... Yeah, and then it's like it's seemingly an open challenge. Everyone's like, "CM Punk's gonna come in," and then just to make sure that the crowd pops, they don't bring out CM Punk. They bring out somebody who is on injury that came that comes back and is just calling himself the best whatever in the world. Like, what if that's, we lowball it and Kip Sabian comes back? And he goes, I'm the best high flyer in the world. And he, like, flexes his glasses, and everyone's like, fuck you, Kip, we could have had Punk. And then Darby beats up Kip Sabian, and the match is like, yeah, cool, that was a good match. And then you hear it. I think that's probably more realistic. Because then you have the hype from the pay-per-view, or whatever it is, Yeah, that they, that they do it, and then you're like, oh, shit. What's this dynamic going to be? I need to tune into Dynamite now. Exactly. Instead of just giving it to them on, on the pay-per-view. I mean, it's not a pay-per-view. It's the, it's the first Rampage. Oh, I thought All Out's in Chicago. Yeah, All Out is in Chicago, but the first Rampage is also in Chicago. Okay. Well, then maybe they might just do like a CM Punk shows up promo yeah. to hype up the match against Darby, and then... Punk versus Darby is set for all out. Exactly. I think that's what's going to happen. What you said could still happen on the first rampage because that makes sense. Like I think that would that would make people go, "Oh, what the fuck?" And they would start talking about the episode because they'd be like, "I can't believe I was swindled." And then they would get more people in because they'd be like, "Oh shit, I wasn't swindled. They tricked me." It's like the Brody Lee Matt Hardy thing all over again. Exactly. We did we did get a wrestling return, but it was this person and then this person came out after. Exactly. It would be one of those things. And I'm excited um, about the possibilities of all that cuz I know Punk wants to work with like Moxley and like just a bunch of names on his list are in AEW right now. Oh, speaking of Moxley, before I get to this next part, yeah, there's two matches that are coming up. They're both tag matches. Ooh. One one thing is with Pro Wrestling Revolver in Iowa. That's the Switch fans, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sammy and Moxley are teaming up yeah. once again for the first time in 10 years, and it looks like, it's not confirmed, but the, this team is also on the flyer. As like as like announced talent, they might be facing the American Wolves. Let's go, Eddie Edwards and Davy Richards teaming up once again to face up the teaming of Moxley and Callahan. Let's go. That that's how you make some fucking buzz. Um, but then the second thing is New Japan uh, has a show happening in I believe Los Angeles. 
Yes. On this event, it's Moxley and a mystery opponent versus the Good Brothers. Mm. And people are thinking it's going to be Callahan, mm. but then there's also rumors of it being Okada. Yo, if it's Okada, that would be so fucking dope. Because this mat, this whole event is happening the same time as a New Japan tour is happening. Yes. And Okada is not confirmed for the New Japan tour. Let's go. So Let's it could just go. be Okada being like, "Oh, well, I've already got this title and this title. Let's set it for something different. Let's create some buzz, and maybe I can be a tag champion again." Let's fuck around and uh, have. Everybody have exposure everywhere, and fuck the WWE. And exactly, exactly. How the fuck? And mm, mm, mm. and further saying, and further saying, fuck the WWE. There's two people who are going to be who might be free agents really, really soon. Yes. Adam Cole has not resigned his WWE contract and is denying every single contract that is being placed before him. No. He has until SummerSlam to sign a new one or he's out. And he has denied every single one that's been placed in front of him. Bring him over. Bring him over. Fuck it. It's one of those cases, though, is I would like to see him in AEW, but at the same time, I kind of want him to go to an indie or Ring of Honor or something and get back to his style that he had before before he goes somewhere because you don't want to bring the same things that people were seeing elsewhere to this new company. Listen, if I I was one of the boys, which I am not, uh, (laughs) if my contract was running out with the WWE, uh, I would say fuck them. Especially because they're taking other people's hard work, other people's ideas... um, trademarking them, and giving them to somebody else. Yeah. Fuck them. No, don't do Uh, that. Did you not learn nothing from the 90s, Vince? Are you a fucking idiot? Do you not not remember what happened last time you tried to do that? You had Diesel and uh, fake fake fucking Diesel and Razor Ramon? Are we doing this again? Are we really doing this again? I was, I was really hoping you were gonna rant and stuff again. You know what? You know I what? Literally, I literally told Tanya, I was like, I need to figure something or ask Casey, what would what would they rant about? I really, I really need one of these Casey's hot takes the, moments for this podcast. It's and infuriating. It, it, it it's infuriating. Uh, like, the how do you not like? You don't remember what like you have a documentary like you bring it up all the time. No, you can't let people forget your mistakes and then make the same mistake. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, similar to Adam Cole, it appears, this was announced a couple days ago, that Pete Dunne has a similar thing. Yeah. Where Pete Dunne has not re-signed his contract and has made no, like, public announcement, hasn't addressed to WWE itself, nothing. His is scheduled for, like, a week or two after SummerSlam. But he hasn't said anything, so he might be silently just letting his go and taking that no-compete clause and then just appearing somewhere else. So, you telling me that in one year's time, we can have CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Bray Wyatt, Adam Cole, Pete Dunne, and a Ric Flair just floating around around there for who knows what companies they might want to hop over to. And, and WWE is not thinking this is a problem. They're just like, hey, we're we're just trying to save money. That we're making billions of because we fucking monopolized everything and we have a shitty streaming service that don't work half the time, but we're making money from them every year. Don't worry Five about years. it, pal. We'll just, we'll just dress somebody else up like Pete Dunne. We'll dress <laughs> somebody else up like Adam Cole. Don't worry about it. Don't well, worry, pal. We're working in a wig. And we'll have Timothy Thatcher in another wig. No worry, pal. It's fine. Nobody will know it's not Adam Cole when Timothy Thatcher throws his hands up and people see his snaggly teeth. AEW's not a threat, pal. Tell you what, we're the biggest wrestling company in the world. Shut up. It's such good shit. I don't need to work with every other wrestling company in the world. No, Monopolies are cool and great. By the way, somebody trademarked Pete Dunne's name, so he can't use it. 
I think his real name is also the name of a porn star. Nice. His name is Peter North. Nice. Pretty sure that's a porn star. Yeah. My wife just nodded. She said, yeah, it is. Word. Thank you, <laughs> Tanya, for the fact-checking. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, all these people flying around like in the news right now for wrestling. I mean, it's no... a hot time for be, to be a wrestling fan. I mean, Impact is bringing in Bullet Club and New Japan people. Chris Bay just joined the Bullet Club. Or it's like it's amazing. Like there's no borders anymore. Except there's New one job. border. New in Japan wrestling. and NWA are working alongside Impact and AEW. Oh, Ring of Honor is building themselves back up and creating great shows. WXW is going to start running again. Rumors of Progress is going to be running again. But Progress is technically under the WWE banner now, so it's it's bittersweet. Whatever. But just the world is so full of good wrestling. The indie scene's killing it. Man, mm. good year for music, good year for wrestling. Ah. Good year for us, because that's what we talk about. Exactly. We're going to have so much shit to talk about. It's going to be so Writing good. itself. It's going to be so good. Fuck Vince McMahon. It's going to be great. <laughs> so, do you have anything else you want to you wanna run by before I do the plugs and do the, and announce the last band? I think I have plugged everything I need to plug already. So, okay. we are good. Okay, so just make sure that you check us out. We're going to try to make more content on our website, justplainfilthy.com. We're going we're gonna to be trying to be way more active on Twitter and Instagram, at jpfpodcast. Uh, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash justplainfilthy. Boom! And on TikTok at Bands That Slap. We're almost there. We are 60 away from 1,000 followers on TikTok. And it's, it's fucking great. I just started that a couple months ago. So it's really Same. cool to see how much it grown. I'm excited. But uh, speaking of Bands That Slap, the last band just put out the music video for this song. This band just recently got a whole bunch of hype behind them, and this band is playing tomorrow night in Manchester, New Hampshire, as part of the comeback show for NHB's NH Booking Fest Night One. Twenty bands, two stages. Go They're them. doing a meet and greet. This is Saving Vice with their new song, "Fucking Phantom Pain." Let's go. Shit, babe. I need a moment to compose myself to let it sink in. Like I 